Hi, welcome to the DIY Photo Organising Podcast. I'm Fiona from Photo Helper. And I'm Chantal from Simply In Order Photo Organising. Imagine you can find any photo at any time at the click of a button. We are here to show you how. So let's get started. So welcome to another episode of DIY Photo Organising Podcast. Um, hi Chantelle, how are you? Hi Fiona, I'm good. How are you? Great. Yeah, really good. All right, so we're thrilled to be able to um, have you join us today. And today we're going to be talking about what to do with your work photos. Mm. Have you come across these topics and discussions with some people before, Chantelle? Yeah, quite often actually. It's a, It's sort of a constant question. It comes up all the time yeah yeah for me as well I think it's um I mean you know the majority of us are working at some point and so we've collected work photos along the way so what we thought we'd do is just have a bit of a chat about some of the things that we have um, been able to help people with some ideas that maybe you can think about when you're organizing your own photos for um whether you do that within your own sort of personal photos, with work photos, do you keep them separate? Um, when you know what do you what do you need to consider when you're looking at this um, as far as part of your overall um, photo organizing sort of um, project management. Hmm. So, um, so let's just maybe, um, Chantelle, have a little bit of a chat about some of the examples of, of some of these issues that come up uh, as far as when, when it gets sort of a bit more than just a few happy snap work photos and, you know, we're dealing with some more significant volumes of, of work photos and um, when, when do those types of things come up that you've seen as well? Yeah, so as you just mentioned, it's not, you know, about a few snaps that we take when we go to a business or a work Christmas party or something. Um, what we're talking about here is actually the, the work-related photos that um, we, we ourselves take some of them when we work with a client on their project. Um, we come across a lot of photos that people take who have their own businesses so they sometimes take before and after shots in the organizing industry that's quite common yep um and others like you know that that goes for so many business uh people out there like tradies they often take before and after shots and you know progress they document the progress on a project things like that and even people that um People that are taking photos, say, for um, like marketing shots and things like that, say they're taking product shots or of, mm -hmm. of the products that they're selling or they're promoting yeah. or even just to do their own maybe Instagram for business and things like that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we, I think we both come across that quite regularly. Um, I mean, it, it's maybe a bit more when we work with smaller businesses or people who own small business. Um, they might, sometimes then they struggle, you know, and say, so I take all these work photos. Where do I put them? I, you know, do they need to go in my personal photo hub? Do I keep them separate? 
how do I manage them? What what do I do with them? That's right. And then we've got the other ones that uh, are really sort of business photos. So that's a whole area of just you're a business. You've got, you know, a whole range of types of um, reasons why you take photos and then, you know, how, how do they get organised? So we sort of got the two, yeah, two very, um, I mean, they're all involving work photos, so, uh, but they all come across the same types of um, issues as to what to do. Mm. So what we thought we're going to talk about a little bit, um, basically we all need to make the decision at one stage. Do we put all the photos in one place, in one photo hub, or do we have two? And there's reasons why to have only one or why to have two. And we thought we might talk about these reasons a little bit and, and go through that and through questions that we would encourage you to think about before you make a decision um, so that you actually have a solution that will work for you and exactly. for your, you know, um, for your situation because everyone's different. Yep, so, exactly. Yeah. Good. So. Yeah, so some of those questions that um, we would encourage you to think about would be who else is going to need access to these photos? So is it just yourself or are there other people that need to access the photos, the work-related photos? So that's something to, to consider. Yeah, that's, that's really important. And also um, how do you want to access these photos? If your job... Um, I don't know I can't think of, of an example right now but if you need to show photos to a client for example when you go and meet clients um, you need to be able to access them somehow while you're on the road so to speak so yes. you might want at least some photos accessible through your phone or maybe a tablet um, so that you can show that to clients and that might require a different set up and a different system that you maybe use for your personal photos exactly mm. yep that's exactly right and another thing to one of the other questions um to think about before you make this decision is is there a photo management system that's actually required so is this something that is going to be more in depth that is going to be using keywording and a whole range of different, like we've talked about all the way through in, in the podcast, in the management of those photos, an ongoing management, um, searchability to, to look at. And um, and so that's another thing to consider, you know, is, is that sort of in-depth photo management system required? Yeah, absolutely. And it might uh, apply more to corporate world mm. but um even for small small businesses depending on what you do it it might be a requirement or it might be a good idea to actually look into that um and 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 get a good photo management system absolutely yep so an other question will you know <laughs> uh, will be coming back to our um uh, is it the, the sorry the second golden rule <laughs> um, I should know by now uh, the second golden rule know your why so what I want to say with that is you should 
think about maybe what are you going to use the photos for eventually. Yeah. As mentioned before, for an example, you might need them while you're uh, in client meetings to show them results and before and afters, or you might need them solely for the purpose um, to document a project for yeah. your client. The client might not even see these photos, but just for your documentation of the progress or something. So they might not have need to be shared. It's just, you know, they're going to be taken, they're going to be filed and document just to document a, a thing. Um, they might be used for social media for marketing purposes. So that's a whole different thing. That's yeah. a completely different requirement. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think it is, it's really important to just have a think right up front as to when when you'll need them again and what kind of access you'll need. Because, you know, recently I've, I've also worked with a client that was in um, home maintenance type services and they took photos of all the repairs of what they were doing at the time. But then that was just recorded for if there was an issue down the track, they had a documented photography you know capturing of all the things that have been happening along, happening along the way so um, it wouldn't necessarily be shown again um, mm. but definitely needed to be tracked well with with the specific yeah. details of clients and address and say real estate agent of and links like that that was easy to find um, yeah. and so metadata in that area um, was really important but they didn't need it on a mobile device because it could um, they could definitely just go back and retrieve that you know yeah. quickly but they didn't have to show it on site every time so yeah. um, it really does vary and and if you use photos in your business um, for social media, let's say you, you've got an Instagram account and you have the uh, habit to edit and play around with your photos before you post them, you might want to do that on certain apps. And a lot of these apps only work on phones. So you will want to be able to access these photos through your phone and edit them on the phone and put them on the Instagram or you know whatever social media account. So again, the, it it's really it can become actually quite tricky. <laughs> well, that's true. And then people put them in somewhere, and then they load them up, and then they're not sure if they've then saved them back again, or you know, it really can get a bit confusing for people. Yeah, mm. but these are like you know fundamental questions that it. I think it's worth taking a little bit of time to think about these. Um, and then, of course, when you're in an actual corporate environment and when the business is big enough, you might have even a, a dedicated person who looks after the photos so that you've got a corporate photo hub, a whole asset management system. So that's a whole different world again. Absolutely. That's not really what we're going to talk about today, but that's that is a possibility yes definitely yeah. definitely I mean principles still stay the same um, as what we've been talking about but um, the way the options there are available because um, can be different because of the, the need for other people to access these types yeah. of asset management sort of structures 
and that will definitely require some sort of you know <laughs> good organizing and yes. so you can and by now most of our listeners will all be expert photo organizers for their own stuff yeah. <laughs> so they can then go and volunteer to be a, a photo asset management for their own company yes <laughs> I'm always thinking like schools, you know, I'd love to organize schools, photo, um, photo hops. Yeah, well, and that's the thing, because they do take a lot of photos. And even on camps, when they go on the camps, and oh, there's, it's just all the different types of events. And the lack of ideas, is it? (laughs) What was that? it's not the lack of ideas oh no that's true ideas but we only have two hands I know (laughs) very true all right so then so let's have a talk about um when maybe one hub might be better than having two so um we would say that in this situation say you're running your own small business Mm -hmm. and it's just just yourself then you're using your photos for work in a smaller capacity. So it's really something like for your own um, social media, for Mm -hmm. some client shots. But we would suggest then that you might be able to manage that within one hub because you can use the separation of those work photos with the keywording and tagging that we've talked about in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, But when you're running a small business, just say with one person, uh, one hub might be better than having a separate hub so that it's easily accessible um, to you at all times. Yeah, it's a bit personal preference, really. If it's, you know, as you say, a really small business, it, there's no right and wrong. It has to work for you. And it's just sometimes it, it can be tricky to maintain two different hubs as well. So it might be easy to just work with one. Yeah, and if you if just say you're using um, the Mac ecosystem, uh, the you know Apple Mac e- ecosystem, and you've say you've got an iPhone and you take photos for work, and then you've got some personal photos, it really can be an extra labour involved to just separate that out, and so it just can add some additional processes, which again is personal choice, and that may be appropriate or a preferred option um, but just be aware that there uh, it will take just a little bit more time to be mindful um, but you can just add that into your monthly or weekly you know photo organizing steps and um, and you can do that but in that situation we um, we feel that often it can be managed through the keywords and those types of features in, um, in your in your hub without having to to have a whole new hub yeah. Or, or have a separate folder for all the work photos or something like that. So there's ways. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. Now, when is it better to have two separate hubs? Um, one that we mentioned before, if it's a corporate environment, you might actually have to upload your photos somehow to the corporate, you know, to whatever database they use and, and to to give them new photos that you took on the job so that they're in a in a central location for everyone that needs them so that might be a requirement by the you know that the business tells you what you need to do yeah I think you've got an example of that when different people you know sort of yeah 
Yeah, so I've used, um, I've worked with a, a company as well where there's about three people that take photos independent, like, you know, at different times throughout the week, and they all need to be managed into a central area. So sharing of photos, again, even as simple as coming through the um, the share portfolio of the Mac in the Mac ecosystem, um, you know, the, through Apple iCloud, um, that is is definitely one way to be able to manage that, which is the case in, in this set setup. But that's really, it, it is a, a deliberate steps that need to be put in place to manage that well, because there are three or four people that do take photos. There's before and after photos that are taken, and then they all need to be able to um, be housed in one central location. So do they download them when they get back to the office or something? They, you know, sort of connect the phone to, to the computer and download them to the business network or do they share albums or something or how do they manage They that? share albums into um, a corporate iCloud account. So it's, oh. it's then housed in, so the, the, the company has an Apple ID. Oh, I see. And then they share to that Apple ID. Right, okay. And then that's the photo library that gets um, backed up and managed. That sounds a bit complicated. It is, it is. And look, the, and, and that's obviously where it has to be a separate hub because that's a separate Apple ID. Um, and so, and then they use them all on that um, in the Apple ecosystem. So it stays within um, our cloud photo library. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. But that's um, but that's that's definitely one way that managers and and look, they have different folders for different events, and for different updates on projects, and um, and it and it works well. But it, they have to again be mindful to make sure that the three or four individual people that are taking those photos are sharing them to that correct album, and then they are getting then taken out of that shared album into the library of that Apple ID. It's quite. I imagine it can become quite tricky because it does involve humans and, you know, it's <laughs> manual steps that you need to take. You, you can't automate that in this case. No. And, and it's, it, yeah, and they, it varies throughout, you know, the week and the month as to how many are taken. Sometimes there's a lot and sometimes there's not many. So it, right. is, it is still definitely a, a, you know, a manual process. And obviously, you know, when we talk corporate as well, there's, there is really good photo management software out there. Um, and I know we both really like Adobe Lightroom for that. But yep. that, you know, that, that's not a self-explanatory, easy program to learn. <laughs> that's right. But it's a fantastic program out there if anyone wants to look into that. Um, it is, uh, yeah, it's a great photo management software. Mm. Absolutely. And there's yeah. some great training um, that's also possible to be done through that. We'll put the link in the um, in the show notes, Chantel, for um, for Adam Pratt's course in, uh, in Lightroom. If someone mm -hmm. did want to take that on and have a look at that, um, it's a fantastic um, course that really goes through how, how to run a, a management, photo management program through the Adobe Lightroom. Yeah, and it's focused on the organising part, not so much on editing and, and all what you can do with that too. But exactly. Organising. So from a business perspective, I would say it's definitely worth looking into Absolutely. that. Absolutely. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, not if you take, you know, three work photos a month. <laughs> no, that's right. Got heaps and heaps. It, it might be worse um, to, to check that out. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Definitely recommend it. So... Have we covered everything, sort of? I think so. So let's just maybe talk through some best practices that we think that people should be mindful of um, as they go down and journey through this uh, photo organising for work photos. It is a journey. It is. (laughs) So best practice would be to really, what we just discussed, think about all these different questions before you make a decision. Yes. Um, that will save you time further down the track. <laughs> it will, especially especially if you've obviously been doing something up until this point. So yeah. they're there somewhere. They're either mixed in amongst the personal photos mm-hmm. um, or they're just sitting scattered all over a, a range of different computers and devices, you know, within a corporate setting. Yeah. So um, once you've made that decision as to which way you're going to go, then, uh, yeah, just thinking really, you know, in depth about those, the needs that you're going to have for accessing the photos and who's going to be accessing them and things like that um, so that you can make this change and this sort of implementation step once. Yeah. Mm. And, of course, um, backing up. Yes. It- always a question whether it's personal or work photos the same rules apply yep three two one um rule applies and is is best practice and if you haven't um listened to that yet you should go to episode two i think where we talk in depth about that first golden rule absolutely definitely another best practice in this area would definitely be um regularly maintaining a uh, the photo management process that you're going to do from work. So just get some checklists for yourself or diarise some dates um, to either pull down the photos from other people or to go through your own personal photos and allocate them either keywords for work. Um, but whichever steps you do, just keeping regular maintenance of that so that it doesn't get too overwhelming. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, that's really key to success isn't it it is absolutely (laughs) Um, otherwise we wouldn't all be in this mess (laughs) and also the last one would be especially if you're a bigger business um just be mindful of copyright fiona you mentioned like product shots uh before so that's often made by professional photographers um and that's always linked to copyright so you know be mindful of that and and find out what you can and what you can't do to be on the safe side yeah Mm. absolutely fantastic Well, that's good. I think that just gave us a little bit of an overview just to give you some things to think about really when it comes to your work photos. Mm, and um, and please, again, as always, if you've got questions or something, you know, pops up that you just want to run by us, just um, head on over to the Facebook page. We'd love to hear from you. Cool. Thanks so much, Fiona. All right. Thanks, Chantel. Talk soon. Bye. Bye now. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of DOI Photo Organising 
and found some inspiration, useful tips and strategies to support your photo projects. We'd love to invite you to pop over to our Facebook page, DIY Photo Organising, and we welcome your questions, feedback and any future topics that you'd like us to cover. If there is someone you'd love to share this with, please click on share to help others take control of their photos too. Remember, have a look through our show notes for links to helpful information. I'm Fiona from Photo Helper. And I'm Chantal from Simply in Order Photo Organising. And remember, we believe in you and you can do this.